Welcome to the podcast where relationships, confidence, and determination all converge into an amazing heartfelt experience. This is Speaking from the Heart. Welcome back to episode number 68 of Speaking from the Heart. Today we have Ricky Merrill Friedman. She is a Reiki master and teacher for almost 30 years with her focus on integrative medicine. She's a certified in Reiki sound and Reiki voice and is also a certified holistic wellness coach, speaker, author, and mentor. She created an open Reiki by Ricky, which is a Reiki and learning place in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in 2013, which we talk about in this episode, and has a full-time Reiki practice that offers heart-centered energy-based sessions. In addition to sessions, she offers classes, workshops, and events. Ricky shares her mentorship program entitled Follow Your Heart and Do It Smart with other practitioners and healers desiring to take their next step from passion to profession, which is why she's known synonymously as Mama Reiki amongst the Carisburg community, which we also talk about in this episode. Ricky teaches Reiki classes of all levels, including Reiki for healthcare professionals and also Reiki kids. She has offered Reiki Ricky Shares Reiki Kids Coloring Activity Manual and will be launching her second book, Radiating a Reiki Light, Reiki Healing Through Real Stories from Clients, Students, Practitioners, and Teachers. Now, if you thought that was a tongue twister, imagine all the different other things that we're going to talk about in today's episode that aren't so much of a tongue twister. But I will say this, despite all the things that she has been through in her life to get to this point, she is definitely a soul that is self-healing and grows from all the different things that she has learned from being not only a self-proclaimed mom, not only from herself, but also the different practitioners that are around the community. But she has lived up to having that relationship with others that are so important in order to build upon the best version of all healing and of all different backgrounds. With that, let's go to the episode. All right, we're here with Ricky Merrill Friedman. Ricky, thanks for sharing your heart with us today. Oh, that's awesome. That's where I live. I I live right from my heart, and Ricky is total, unconditional, heartfelt, non-judgmental love. So when I saw the title of your podcast, I just knew that this was something for me. And I'm so thrilled to be here with you. Thanks, Joshua. I'm so thrilled that you're here too, Ricky, because I have been looking for people that have this authentic story. And when you reached out and I was checking you out, I was like, oh yeah, she's got something from the heart too, especially with what she does. And so- That actually leads into my very first question, because some people don't know what this is. And I was telling you a little bit about the fact that I have never done one of these before. Can you explain the concept of Reiki and how that works? Because I'm sure some people are thinking, huh, that's an interesting sort of technique. I wonder what that's all about. So can you explain a little bit about that? Absolutely. Education is part of my mission in the world. (laughs) So Reiki means universal life force energy. In other words, it's the energy that we are all made of, connected by, supported by, and that we all can choose to tune into once we remember. Because in our Western culture, 
we don't educate about the energy of us. We grow up learning about physicalness of us. And that is just one portion of who we are in the world. So many people, when they hear Reiki, think of Reiki sessions. And that is, of course, the bulk of my practice here, where people can come in and they get to lie down on a very comfortable massage table, fully clothed, a very comfy, cozy, nurturing session. And it consists of gentle, light, stationary touch. There's no manipulation like massage. It's very gentle. And also balancing right in your energy field, which radiates from all of us. And many people can feel that even though I'm not touching with them. The essence of a Reiki session, which originally was from Japan, is to help balance your energy because we all have natural healing responses. And when our energy is balanced, our bodies can work like they are meant to do and help us heal naturally. We feel more centered. We feel more of a sense of inner peace. We feel more grounded so that we can be more productive and creative in our lives. And it's really, for many people, world-changing and non-life-changing work because for many, it's the first time that they've had their energy attended to. So sessions are a beautiful, gentle, peaceful experience. But the essence of Reiki is to use Reiki sessions and the other things that we learn to move forward with being and living Reiki in the world. And what that means is being conscious of the energy of all our thoughts, our words, our actions, our emotions, and how that affects not only our own well-being, but because our energy does radiate, it affects everyone around us and literally out into the world. So it becomes a way to live a very authentic life in integrity and making the choice to come back to your place of inner peace so that we, and we all have the potential for this, can be a healing presence in the world. I love that because for me, and I was even sharing this with you a little bit before we started about some of the energies that I have going on in my life, and even because of doing this podcast, how that's really contributed to the positive energies. But I love the fact that you focus on that more discreetly and more intimately when it comes to just understanding how the body, how our thoughts and feelings interact with so many different people. Because for me, as a life coach myself, I have to worry about that with some of the clients that I even have through my business too. And that really leads into what I was thinking about when you were talking about the definition. What actually got you involved in this field? Was there yeah. somebody that helped you with this or maybe there was a life experience that happened to you? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. But I do want to say one thing about your comment, though, is for people who are sensitive, and I suggest that you are, Joshua, and many people who are sensitive are very attracted to the energy of Reiki, it becomes a way of staying very heart-centered and connected and learning how to manage your energy in the world so that you're not taking on everybody else's stuff 
and you're not being drained of your personal energy. And that is one of the real gifts of Reiki. That's a good point to make, too, because I think that we have to kind of create that understanding for ourselves that this is about what our energies are and what that's contributing. But we need to take care of what is internal to us first before anything Absolutely. else. Good so point. I would love to share my story. And then if you don't mind bringing me back to that taking care of yourself point, because that's really important. I am a physical therapist by background, which is another form of hands-on healing, of course. And my physical therapy background continues to serve me well every day. I'm a very full-time Reiki master teacher now, and I have my own Reiki center and such. So my physical therapy background gives me that left-brain logical thinking balance and allows me to present Reiki to any audience in a way that is grounded and relatable. And I'm also very involved with a lot of healthcare professionals specifically because I can relate in that world. In 1994, friends of mine, they were husband and wife, took a Reiki class. I was living in a small rural conservative college town at the time. I never heard of Reiki, but they asked me to babysit for their son. So I was just doing them a favor. And they came home and practiced on me. So I had a really intense personal reaction to the Reiki because I had been holding a lot of stuff inside personally for a very long time. And it was time for me to start to look at those things. Because I felt the Reiki so strongly and dramatically, I initially took Reiki 1 for my own personal healing. The essence of Reiki 1 is about self-healing because it always needs to start with you. Every level of Reiki class that I took, I really thought would be as far as I would want to or need to go. But when something is for you on your path, you are just drawn along every step of the way. So I moved slowly through the path of Reiki to gradually become a Reiki master teacher. I initially started sharing Reiki from my home, didn't charge a fee. I just had a love donation box in my room and people could share whatever they felt comfortable to. And that was a great start for me. And then I was actually doing physical therapy in a nursing home locally. And one of the nurses there, who was one of my regular clients, opened a little wellness center and asked me to come in and share Reiki. So that was kind of the start of my professional interaction with Reiki. I was still doing physical therapy at that point, and I gradually started to do less and less physical therapy to fit it in around my growing Reiki client schedule, which just really blew me away <laughs> because this was very new to that community. However, when I share Reiki and share about Reiki, I love it so much. I'm very passionate about it. And people feel that. And people were attracted to that. So I continued to grow my Reiki practice. And in 2008, I was very clearly guided that coming to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, where I live now, was the next step for me. Once I worked through a little bit of my own internal resistances about making the move, I finally got here and I got another really strong intuitive guidance that said, it's time to let go of the security blanket and really do this. 
And the security blanket for me was the physical therapy work. So I trusted my guidance. This was a total step forward in trust because when I first moved to Harrisburg, I basically knew one person and no one in this area really talked about Reiki. There were some massage therapists that had learned some Reiki, but no one promoted it, talked about it, or had it as their main practice. So I had a lot of work to do to have people feel and experience Reiki, educate them, and get myself known and establish my own credibility. So that was in 2008. I went into someone else's practice initially while I was building and growing. And in 2013, I was told it was time. (laughs) So I created Harrisburg's first Reiki center. It's called Reiki by Ricky, Reiki Space and Learning Place. It's a beautiful, peaceful healing center. And we celebrated our 10-year anniversary. We're continuing to grow and blossom. There are now many Reiki practitioners and teachers out in the community and Probably 90% of them have received Reiki training with me. So I'm kind of called the Reiki mama. (laughs) Not just because of my age. (laughs) And that's awesome to, to see this grow and spread around the whole community because, you know, it was needed here. And that's why I was attracted here. So we continue to grow and blossom and there's more coming. And that feels awesome. Yeah. So that's it in a very nutshell, because there's so many details of the story. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing it because for many of us, we sort of have that barrier ourselves of, can we really do this if we open a business and we put ourselves really into that position? And I had that sort of imposter syndrome, which is really Mm -hmm. the expression that I like to use when it came to even opening my own practice here of coaching earlier this year. It's almost been a year since I opened, and it's crazy to see that growth potential just come to where it is now for you. Because when you were doing it in 1994, I was seven years of age and just getting into elementary school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I knew that you were young at heart. So that made sense to me. I'll go with that answer. I was going to ask you about what you were mentioning earlier about taking care of yourself. You asked me to remind you about that because I think it is something, too, that we often forget about when it comes to even doing a business like yourself. You have to take care of yourself, especially. So do you mind elaborating a little bit on what you wanted to share? But more specifically, when you do, I'm kind of curious about what your personal experience is with taking care of yourself, being the owner and also a mama to so many of these instructors now (laughs) out in the community. Yes, that's right. Because you need to live your work, right? It needs to be in total authenticity and integrity. And I know the reason Reiki Space continues to be successful, besides the fact that it's a beautiful, grounded, professional practice, is it is entirely managed based on the love and service principles of Reiki. There is no emphasis on dollars, numbers, competition, or fear here. So in order for something like that to manifest, literally, it all starts with you. And with Reiki, we have what I have now endearingly called our Reiki Robics, our daily work in this, right? Because we need to stay 
open, connected, and in balance in order to radiate this energy and allow the healing energy to flow through us and not from us. It's not our personal energy. So we need to stay as clear as humanly possible because we all are having a very human experience. So for Reiki, that means doing our self-healing every day, which is a very simple practice that you learn in a Reiki 1 class. It means finding, and this will relate to you, Joshua, a grounding practice, right? Mm, so that yep. we can take all those wonderful ideas and visions and inspirations and literally bring them to life in a concrete, real, and lasting way. So that requires grounding, right? And for Reiki, it also requires a breathwork and meditation practice where we actually fill ourselves up with the light and healing energy and practice radiating that bigger and brighter so that we lead the way with our light. And people can really feel that. And that becomes a healing energy, a healing presence. And so these are the things that we need to do for our own daily work. In addition, we need to get on each other's tables, right? There's only so much we can do ourselves because we still need to be active in that process. Part of the gift of a Reiki session is allowing yourself to be open and vulnerable and just receive. We have all received some very old messaging, especially women, that our jobs were to nurture and take care of everyone else first, right? Mm -hmm. And then maybe if we had a little time or energy left over, we could do a little something for ourselves that we'd probably feel guilty about it, right? Mm -hmm. And through Reiki and just a forward progression of knowledge, we know that we need to fill ourselves up first, right? So that when we choose to share, we don't become drained, burnt out, and resentful. We are able to let that energy flow through us in a very heartfelt way. And that helps to heal us as well as the people that we're sharing with. And I don't mean sharing Reiki sessions. I mean sharing within our life and our work in any way that we choose, right? And it's because if we don't take care of ourselves, our bodies will eventually speak to us. Our energy directly connects to our physical bodies. And if we are out of balance for a length of time, our bodies help us learn that by symptoms. And it'll start out with really small little messages. But if we don't pay attention, we can get bigger messages until we finally acknowledge and make the changes that we are supposed to make, right? Yeah. And from what you've said to me, I even shared this with you before we started too, about the fact that I was out of balance for a long time in my life. And when I had that shutdown of my body, I realized that, that was a big negative energy coming out of me as a result of not taking care of the signs because there were certainly signs mm -hmm. of burnout and just retreating into more inward thoughts as opposed to sharing those thoughts with other people mm -hmm. and having that conversation where needed. And from a practical standpoint, even when it comes to just having that verbal communication, it can be very tough. But you're talking about essentially, too, 
not only removing that energy, which, yeah, you mentioned it, we're all humans, that it's yeah. really tough to kind of extract that. But letting that positive energy come through you can be a healing principle in itself, mm-hmm. which as I heard you say that, it makes me really think that there has to be something in your own life that maybe Reiki has been something that has helped you to get through a tough time. And I'm wondering if there's something that you could share personally that has allowed you to practice this technique so much within your own life. Because I know that we're not all perfect and we all have our stories of where we are able to come from to have our rise from the ashes, the Phoenix moment in our life. I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about maybe something that has happened where you've been able to practice Reiki in your own life. Oh, yes. Very many what I call choice points along the line in smaller ways, for sure. Am I ready? Am I worthy? Is it time? We all come to those decisions. But as you're speaking, probably... The biggest and most impactful thing that happened, and luckily I was already Reiki at this point, is I had two adopted sons, 11 weeks apart. Wow. And a old and an 11 week old at the same time. And my first child, Ryan, and this is public knowledge at this point, chose to leave this world when he was 20 years old. He was by traditional medicine labeled bipolar schizophrenic. He had a very, very challenging life. And the way I look at it now is he chose a path of peace for himself because he couldn't find it here. So the story that I would like to share about Ryan, because he encourages me to share his story even still, when I had to go back to work very quickly, I had another son, and this was my main means of support at this point. And I remember very strongly the first day that I went back to my Reiki space and I stepped over the threshold from the office area into my healing room, literally one step in there. And the Reiki words, which in Reiki we call the Reiki healing principles, which I'm happy to talk to you more about that also because that's about living Reiki. But they really just literally came right to my face and they said, Are these just words, or are you going to really choose to live by this now? Mm. And I was very strongly still in my grief process, right? But when I share Reiki, it flows through me also and helps to heal me every session. And I knew in that moment I had a choice. And I could choose, not living was not never a choice for me, but I could choose to live my life as a victim Because as a parent who's lost a child, society would have condoned that, right? Or I could choose to step forward, do the work I needed to do, and become a healer, a healing presence for others. And in that moment, I needed to make that choice. And right after that, in that same moment the inspiration of a workshop that I would eventually come to share, and I've shared it several times now, called From Grief to Gratitude, came to me. I was nowhere near ready to even think about it, but I just kind of tucked that seed away. And actually, about five years later, I was finally ready to share Ryan's story. So that was a really impactful moment with Reiki. And I 
had lots of people sharing Reiki with me at that time. And I just really knew, I knew so strongly that I was going to make it through this. And I wanted to do it in the healthiest way possible, looking at and releasing whatever feelings I needed to from the depths of my being. So Reiki was kind of life-saving for me during that time. I wanted to pause you there for a second because it sounded like it could have been really, like you said, two choices. It could have mm-hmm. been living in that grief and not really overcoming it and letting that be become part of your identity or in a way be liberated from it so that you can be not only a healer, but also be a communicator to those that are going through those sort of aspects in their lives. So I have to commend you for taking that path of just wanting to help others to understand and to feel that. And again, I know that for Ryan's sake, I want to say sorry for your loss, but Mm -hmm. in a way you have used this to not only redeem him, but also yourself by just helping so many countless people. And I'll let you continue, but I'm really curious, how many people do you think you've made an impact because of that? Well, thank you. I'm not a numbers girl, but I do need to tell you about two years ago, I was connecting with someone who was actually giving me a mentorship session and she made me (laughs) go back in my calendar and count how many Reiki sessions I shared in a year. Because I never keep track of that. It's not about the numbers for me, but it really literally blew me away too. So I shared in that particular year, almost a thousand Reiki sessions. And that doesn't even include the ones at events or health fairs. These were just Reiki sessions in my Reiki space. So when I say I have a very full-time production, I'm not kidding, which is amazing in this area. It totally is. And I see clients every day, usually about five clients every day. Plus, I manage the center and I create and share workshops and teach Reiki classes, including Reiki for healthcare professionals and Reiki kids. Jumping back to Ryan, from what I really know and believe about energy, the science of energy is that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It just transforms or transmutes. So I still feel like the energy, the essence, the soul, the spirit, whatever you choose to call it, of Ryan is with me every day, especially when I'm sharing this work. So What helps me is I look at it as if I still have a relationship with him. It's just on a different level now. He sees things from that higher perspective. So I have to tell you, I don't have it right here with me, but I do. Oh, you can't see anyway. (laughs) I can see him. Just for my (laughs) listeners, she is holding up a stuffed puppy that is really cute. Adorable, very (laughs) thoughtful stuffed puppy, but I'll tell you why. Several years ago, when I was in Sedona, which is a very powerful energy place in Arizona, Ryan came and inspired me because I was already teaching Reiki Kids class. He inspired me to create this Reiki Kids coloring activity manual, which is basically my whole Reiki Kids class that is written for the kids, right? So it's very interactive and just really unique. And I'm very, very proud of it. It's on Amazon if anyone is interested. And periodically, I share a workshop for parents and teachers and other Reiki professionals if they want to learn how to use the 
workshop to share Reiki with kids because that's really the future in my perspective. So Ryan continues to inspire me. The little puppy goes along. The manual is taught by Reiki Ricky, which is kind of like a teenage version of me, and Fluffy Puppy. Fluffy Puppy is Ryan's original stuffed dog from when he was a little boy that I still have. Oh, my God. I use him when I share Reiki 2 classes. So I have found these little tiny versions that look much like Fluffy Puppy. They're called Baby Reiki Fluffy Puppies that people can get with their coloring books to follow along. And they're all blessed with the Reiki. So the kids are magnetized to them, literally. And they can use them to hold and comfort themselves or even in their hearts to share Reiki through Fluffy Puppy to Grandma or whoever they can't be with in that moment. So that's been really wonderful. And I'm actually getting ready to publish my second book. You want me to mention that now? Yes, please do. (laughs) Yes, please do. I'm very excited about this too. It's called Radiating Our Reiki Light, Reiki Healing Through Real Stories from Clients, Students, Practitioners, and Teachers. I've gathered other people's stories, not just my students and clients. So when people read these stories, these inspirational messages, how Reiki has changed and saved people's lives, they can resonate with their words. There's lots of books on Amazon from other Reiki masters, right? But this is from everyday people from every walk of life, including Reiki professionals. Glad that the book came out and, you know, (laughs) it is available for those that are interested. I'll put a link in the episode notes. Yep, I'll put a link Mm -hmm. in the episode notes in case you are interested in checking that out. Thank you. Ricky, we're almost out of time, but I just have one more question for you that I really would like to have the audience listen to your response because I feel like you have a profound response to it. And a lot of people probably are hearing you today saying, yeah, she has a lot of experience doing this over three decades. That's incredible. But I'm not buying into this. What energy and all these different sort of healing principles and dealing with the different aspects that can help me in my life and that I need to be more positive. Bah humbug, uh, to use the Scrooge sort of term, especially since we're in that time of season. But for somebody that is thinking about it and maybe has some curiosity about it, but is just not quite sold, what would be one piece of advice? I'm just asking for one piece that would help them to point them into the right direction of at least checking it out or at least asking more questions, especially if they're skeptical of how this works. Well, we could talk about this ad infinitum for hours and hours on end. But really, if you are open to having a personal experience, once you feel this, it becomes undeniable. I work with a lot of healthcare professionals, doctors, other professionals that come in curious but skeptical. And that's perfectly fine because Reiki works on a very deep subconscious level. Deep down within, our bodies know exactly what we need. And it doesn't have to do with our thinking minds. So if you are willing to 
feel this energy, have your personal experience, even if it's just a little mini session, that will answer many of your questions. Awesome. Thank you for that. And I encourage my listeners to go check that out, especially if you are in the Harrisburg, Pennsylvania area, or if you're not, definitely check into any local instructors or even practitioners for that matter that could help you with getting into the Reiki practice. Reiki. And we I, can also share Reiki long distance. So well, if you someone, go. you know, is not local, I mean, there's nothing like getting under someone's hands, having face-to-face -face personal interaction, but people can feel that energy just as strongly. Thank you for sharing that because what I was going to lead into is actually giving you the last few minutes to talk about your business. And that is probably something that many people would have wanted to know too, if there was anything virtual available for something like this. So thank you for sharing that. But at this time, I want you to describe where you're located at, if there's something else additional that you offer, if people have questions, how can they get in touch with you, especially since I know you have mentored many of those since you're the mama around here when it comes to <laughs> this practice. I'm sure that some people might be interested in hearing a little bit more. But at this time, Ricky, I'm going to give you the last few minutes to pitch your business and let us know how we can reach out to you. Okay. Well, Reiki Space and Learning Place is located off the Lingolstown Road in the Harrisburg area, which is a really nice area. I'm in a professional business building, and the space itself is very peaceful and healing. I also have other uh, Reiki practitioners here with me that have all received Reiki training with me, and we all bring other skills and abilities to the work. So, for example, I'm also certified in Reiki sound and Reiki voice, so I can blend in those vibrations, and I'm a certified wellness coach as well. We have someone else who does reflexology in Reiki. We have what we call Reiki Saj, which is more traditional massage with the Reiki blended in. And we have several other things. We offer lots of classes and workshops and events, so I would suggest that you get on my Reiki by Reiki email list. And the easiest way to do that is to go to my website, which is reikibyricky.com, R-E-I-K-I by R-I-C-K-I-E.com. And on the homepage, you can sign up for the mailing list. I will not bombard you. We send emails twice a month. I know that's important to some people. I'm also very active, especially on my personal page on Facebook, and I invite you to join me there, Ricky Merrill Friedman. I do post a lot of my events and workshops and classes, but they are all on my website, and you can just scroll down, and you can register for most of them right through the site. To schedule your own personal session, reach out to me. I'm very communicative, so you can do that through Facebook. You can call me. 717-599-2299. And you can email me, ricky at reikibyricky.com. And I will be happy to reach out to you and figure out what works for you. Wow. Thank you, Ricky, for sharing all that. I'll put all that information also in the episode notes in case anybody wants to have the hard reference to that, including even the phone number, if you like to just call directly and have that conversation. But I want to wrap up by saying, Ricky, Thank you for being so open about your story about Ryan and just how essentially 30 some years ago, it got mm -hmm. to the point of where you're at today. Just by hearing this, you have me excited about being the prospect of 
heading into a direction myself as somebody that works in somewhat a different field, but also works among the same energies, if you will, relating to it. And I think just hearing it definitely makes you my adopted mom. So thank you, mom, for being part (laughs) of this. Can't wait to get you (laughs) under my hand. Uh, There we go. You heard it now, folks. I will now be under the hands of this mom. (laughs) But Ricky, I want to say thank you for being on Speaking from the Heart. I really enjoyed our conversation and getting to learn a lot about you amongst my listeners as well. And I really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank Thank you. you. I did so much. Appreciate you, Joshua. I want to thank Ricky for being part of the show today and really sharing her skills as it relates to not only the healing energies that are around us, but being able to use that healing energy to help others see it within themselves. I think this was really a profound interview in that it allows us to understand that the universal energy that we use and what's involved with it requires us to also understand that there's some balance that goes through not only the things that we do in order to build our business, but also to build our own personal lives. But I think the biggest underpinning and the biggest takeaway I could ever mention about this episode is about taking care of yourself. It's really about the consciousness that we have of our thoughts, our feelings, and all the personal aspects that are involved. Because if we're ever going to understand those three things, we also have to go under the microscope, if you will, and look at how self-healing is impacted by those three things. And I think that for many of us, we often have to take a step back and breathe just to be able to understand that quite a bit. And that's why it's so important to breathe, especially when we have that sort of experience happening to us. Because really, when we grow and we share and we breathe, we're able to understand how to foster what's really needed in our lives. It's really about centering the energy levels that are all around us. And with Reiki, with Ricky, I know that for that love and service, despite being such a tongue twister, as I mentioned even when we opened this episode, it helps us to understand that practice of starting with you. That means that Reiki by Josh might be coming to you in the near future, especially after I get certified by the mama of Reiki. But of all kidding aside, I think that's why her practice is so important in order to help instill confidence in the ability to do such practices with other people. Because it isn't just about another fad, quote-unquote. It's about leading the way with her light. Being able to understand that we have a contribution that we can do, not only centered around the practice or the skill sets that we have, but knowing that we are not the only ones that can do it by ourselves. And that is why it's so important to just understand with great magnitude about how we can make that impact just by the sheer aspects of our own lives. We have to understand that we're not the only ones that are situated in this world. I'm not the only life coach or business coach or whatever coach you want to call me. I'm not the only one that's setting goals for other people. How boring is that? Yes, I'm saying that about myself and my own business, your speaking voice. It could be boring. But that's the thing. Some people will see it that way. 
and never want to walk through my door or even have that confidence to talk about it with me. And that's perfectly okay. That's almost saying that your neighbor who is next door to you comes over every night and helps themselves to some cookies from the cookie jar and, by the way, has some coffee and tea to go alongside of it. Do you let them in your house every single day? Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, I hope your ring camera doorbell is picking up every single step of that footage that's happening. But that's the thing. We're out of balance. We're out of commission sometimes when we are not in that universal energy level that we need to be in. That's really, in my terms, in my association with this concept, about centering ourselves into what the real expectation is that we typically want to have. And then we also understand that we might need to go to another sort of thought or feeling to be able to understand that all things are not created equally. Going back to my example of why people don't come to me for coaching, it isn't because they don't like me. I think I'm a pretty likable person. It isn't because that I'm very tough. Well, I am, but some people prefer that I'm very tough. It isn't because I have some sort of personality disorder. At least last time I checked. But the thing is that we have to understand the stories that are surrounding our energies, our lives. And I think that the death of Ryan, which Ricky talked about in this episode, is really what motivated her to continue doing what she's doing today. Taking that energy that Ryan would have had on this earth and being able to apply it to something that she knew had to be a calling to help so many others, which, by the way, after we talked about this on the actual recording, we talked more afterwards and was impressed by the fact of how many people she has served over three decades of doing this. But that's the point. She could have lived as the victim of Ryan's death and not done anything about it. She could have let neighbors come into her house and let her raid her refrigerator and her coffee machine. She could have been a very despondent coach. She could have not had to do any of this. But yet she chose to do it. She didn't live as the victim. She works now to heal others because she knows that the power of healing comes not just from inside, but from others as well. And I think that sometimes we often associate that with the relationship we might have with a higher power. It can pay off massive dividends if we have that sort of opportunity. I'm sure that many of us are believers of whatever faith that might be. And again, speaking from the heart, appreciates all the different types of backgrounds and is always willing to listen to any sort of background that we have. Because in order to speak from the heart, you need to have a different perspective on everything. So I'm waiting for you, those that are devil worshipers, to please come on my show. I would love to have a conversation with you. But this isn't about devil worshipers. This is about Ricky. This is about her not being skeptical and just trying it once to see what's involved, to see what's needed. And she took a chance on this Reiki, this concept of healing within inside of ourselves. Using that energy, being able to understand that we can be able to take care of ourselves if we're just willing to share that energy with others. And that's really the essence of what this whole episode's been about. Because we can heal. We can have love and service through a practice such as what she does in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. 
And she can create that start with you aspect so that you can appreciate and enjoy the wellness that has yet to come in your own life. I think that we often get in our own way with the light that we shine on the world because we often are looking at other people and other places in which they're successful. And then you look at yourself in the mirror and think, I can't do this. This isn't worth it. I can't have these healing powers. That's all mumbo-jumbo. And for those that are thinking that this mumbo-jumbo, why are you still listening to this episode? You should have turned it off a long time ago. Because it is. To you. But to me, as I've gone through my life, especially the last three and a half years of my own existence, and now have gotten to the point that where I'm at now, I have realized that this has been something so much more. This has been something of power, conviction, and strength. Not just about taking care of yourself, not just about the self-healing that we need to do so that we can stay away from our own consciousness of our bad thoughts and feelings and even the personal aspects that invade our very life, but I think it's about understanding that we can't do it always by ourselves. Believe it or not, I had to revisit some of my previous episodes to think about this because I know I've had some Reiki practitioners, and now I often think about those people that I've interviewed and wonder if they were influenced by the mama herself. But I will say this, that mama was influenced by many different other things in her own life. And even with the adopted sons that she has, she decided not to be held back from what she could potentially be to others. And that's why she's been truly successful for over three decades. That is the most defining success of it all. Because that's the story that she wanted to share. That's the energy level that she wanted to create. That is why she's radiating that power through her books, through her talks, through all the different things that I would do, even in her shoes, and what I continue to build, and even myself for that matter. But we have to think about the positivity with it. We have to think about the aspects in which we can create not only the best version of our relationships, but also how we can tell our voice in this ever-changing world that it's okay to keep helping others. Because we don't do it alone. We do it with a team. And through that universal energy, we can have balance. We can help others. And we can be something that maybe the universe will heal ourselves in over time if we're just willing to give it a chance. Thanks for listening to episode number 68 of Speaking from the Heart. And I look forward to hearing from your heart very soon. Thanks for listening. For more information about our podcast and future shows, search for Speaking from the Heart to subscribe and be notified wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit us at www.yourspeakingvoice.biz for more information about potential services that can help you create the best version of yourself. See you next time.